like you know it wasn't a whole boba fett that's season third, no that's a whole season of a show <laughs> people like to make that joke like oh it's pretty much mandalorian and like so what who cares it's the thing of a show i know i'm just teasing i'm just teasing the crossover i hope mandalorian has two episodes of kenobi <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's well it, i don't think they can because now we're calling them parts and before they were chapters so you clearly can't put parts and chapters interchangeably that doesn't work oh complicated and it comes back yeah did you notice it was part one and part two and it's a six-part event um i did not i uh oh, i mean i, I did. did not notice it didn't occur to me that the others were in chapters but you know the other one was a book yeah exactly other one was a so, book clearly that makes sense right which i mean yeah which also leads into the first thing that made this different than everything else which is this took place a long time ago in a galaxy far far away totally how about that it had the it had the title card yeah it did dude i refuse title cards you know like oh. i was like no oh really did the, no, is that was the TV title show. card was the title card what threw you off altogether? And then it was all downhill from there? It was all downhill. I was actually mad that when it said it was like, remember how TV shows like previously on? You know, they're like previously on Star Wars. And they just showed you clips of every movie. I mean, I know there was only the prequels, but it was like previously on these nine hours of content. And it's just going over the whole like idea that Kenobi and Anakin knew each other. And you're like, this isn't a previously on. You know, like that's that's not what that is. But wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that, let's get to the important thing. Did you notice the change in the pre uh the pre roll Star Wars? Are we talking about the mouse droid. Yes. Yeah, of course I did. I was nope. like, the mouse droid made it. Okay. Oh, did you I also notice it. that the armorer made it? Yeah. Okay. But the armor is a person, so I'm like, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, but the mouse droid was never like a significant character. No, no, I, I appreciated the mouse droid being in there. I thought that was uh, a little tongue, a little maybe too tongue in cheek, but uh, but yeah, I yeah, okay. that would be like if on Saturday Night Live when they're just like you know announcing all the names of the people like and Pete Davidson and the saxophone <laughs> player from the band, you know, like it's <laughs> like they just totally throw someone else in. They're like, really? Yeah. You got all of these like all stars of like the greatest characters of Star Wars. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And that droid that runs around in the background and makes squeaky <laughs> noise. He's cute. <laughs> I, I, I noticed the armor and I was mm -hmm. so excited that because we've turned this all into homework, I wrote down armor. So therefore, I missed the mouse droid on, uh, in, the, in the, the, first, the first time through. And it wasn't until the second time through for part two that I noticed the mouse droid. So just. Uh, okay. All right. But, but yeah, uh, I, uh, I, okay. So here's my take on, on the, all of the things at the beginning, the recap at the beginning, if you're trying to get somebody who doesn't watch star Wars to watch Kenobi with you, this is right? impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of what I was saying. Like everyone's like, oh, there's too much. Where do you start? And so when yeah. they're like, oh yeah, just watch all the movies first. You're like, this is not 
how you introduce yourself to the series is how you introduce yourself to the world of this thing. Yeah. Um, I also okay. was like waiting for them to throw in some clips of the Inquisitors from like Rebels or something like that. So like we're like bringing together the world. So yeah. we understand that. But they don't. They don't. They go through a whole Padme thing and you're like, Padme's not going to be here. Okay. I We don't need to go through the Padme thing. I was, I, I, well, I disagree. I disagree on that, but uh, I disagree on that because, well, so the, there's, we, we probably, we're, we're probably getting a little bit too ahead of ourselves, but I, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll hold my comments on that for later. Uh, when we get to part two. Yeah. Eventually that does become a spoiler. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, I mean, some, okay. Well, I, I, I don't think I'm, I, don't I don't think I'm just Top Gun because I'm like, you know, I just watched it and it just came out. <laughs> but, but Top Gun has no Padme references in it at all. I would like you to no, know. No, before the movie starts, they're like previously on Top Gun and they show. <laughs> do they show. No, they... Do they show Goose dying? Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, repeatedly. <laughs> A whole movie's about Goose dying. But. There is something that before the movie even starts really spoils the scene for you where you're just like, oh, wow, they shouldn't have foreshadowed that like that at all. OK, well, yeah, that's oh, that's very interesting. If so anybody has watched it, they already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, the, and, and they'll get to know, but I probably will never see. I won't see the movie until it's available. Oh, you know what? Then I'm going to spoil it. I'm spoiling yeah, well, no, 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 don't do. No, 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 no. Without no, without a no, name. I'll, no, no. No, on no, no, no. You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that because, dear listener, uh, don't listen to Aaron for, for the next no, 90 this seconds. This is a Top Gun podcast now. I've decided no. this is a Top Gun podcast. <laughs> that is that. Talk well, that is, is, you know, speaking, speaking of horrible foreshadowing about how you feel about things, uh, perhaps you turning this into a Top Gun uh, thing is foreshadowing about you trying to avoid talking about the wonder that is part one. <laughs> I'm just trying so, to keep so yeah, you from spoiling. Top previously Gun. on, and they were showing me just a good a good four minute clip of what the what the prequels yeah. were. Yeah, which is fine. It got me into the mood of the prequels, and then they cut into the Order sixty six. Yes. We start with the Jedi Purge, which is intense. Yes. Even more so. Because the person was like, oh, look, there's Padawans. You know, like I wasn't like fully in the mindset of what year it was, you know? Yes. And then it was like, oh, oh, we're starting right now. Yeah, we go zero. We go from zero to 100. After the, you know, hey, now that you're all cut up, we go from cold start to all the way in in 26 seconds. Yeah, I mean, they should have started with maybe a scene from the prequels of the same day and then faded in or something to this being the series, but they yeah. didn't. No, they didn't. I liked that oh. though. It was like, bam, in your face. No, no, that was a good start. <laughs> I was in on this. No, I was in. I was like, this is good. It's scary. It's Star Wars. It's Padwans. We're watching that there are, we're, we're seeing that we're not starting in a world with no Jedis. Totally. We're seeing in a world that's reacting to the Jedi purge. And this also links incredibly well into uh, into chapter five of Book of Boba Fett, 
where we're seeing was it chapter am i right i think it's chapter five i don't know yet you gotta tell me what part you're referencing so uh soka or luke making grogu remember Mm -hmm. order 66 and so i felt like the you know like the timing we link that in um you know from there to here immediately just so that we have an idea of like what's going on which we still don't know whether are we for sure that grogu was or was not there for the jedi purge I mean, we, we, at least from what we see in Book of Boba Fett, he's there. We don't know who has him, like who he's, it looks like been a he's a great time for a little, a yes, little cameo. Of. It would have been. And that is actually what I was sort of thinking about was like, oh, are we going to get like a little like glimpse of Grogu as they're running through the hallways? And, and we, and we didn't, right. The, the important part was because- that. We both watch with closed captioning. It's like yes. we hear like a Grogu coup or something. Yes. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's there. the only it's the only way that you would know the Jedi's name in the sequence, right? Unless you're listening to mm-hmm. a descriptive audio as well, like either the descriptive audio or, or the or the closed captioning, right? But yeah, so we go, you know, like right away into that. Um, I also I I liked the um, the sequence of where they open it up into the wider parts of the Jedi Temple to give us an idea of sort of how expansive uh, Order 66 mm-hmm. was. Because if we think about it in Revenge of the Sith and in the flashbacks that we've seen, it's usually been narrow hallways and we haven't seen kind of quite how large it is other than uh, Anakin escorting the 501st into the temple. We don't really have an idea of like how much presence the clone troopers have in the temple and how much uh, how much all of that is going on. So the grand scale yeah, of it. That's true. Yeah, we got to see a pretty good wide shot of the whole thing. Yeah. And then it's also incredibly creepy to hear the Order 66 being repeated in through the com the helmet com links. Uh, and such of the of the troopers, especially even the troopers that are down. Um, so it's it 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 definitely struck a a tone at the beginning, maybe a little bit of a misdirect as far as the pace of things, but definitely like like right there. Yeah, no, I think that was a good start. I'm not I'm not mad at the series yet. Okay, all right. I was I just I was concerned because you know like no, I was still I'm, sitting I, on my no, I was still sitting down. Eating my frog we just lady we just eggs, averted just enjoying uh, <laughs> enjoying the murders. <laughs> I, you know, we almost became a, a Top Gun uh, podcast, and you know, like that that was a I don't know. I'm, we still can. All right, feeling better now. Okay, <laughs> so we start off with Danger Zone. You know, the classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's now canon. <laughs> That's right. And so then it says ten years later, right? Yeah, and now we're seeing Moise Eisley. We see yep. a couple things from the distance that let us know that this is the same cityscape of yep. Moise Eisley. We're back on Tatooine because, of course, we are. Because yes, apparently every Star Wars <laughs> thing starts on Tatooine. It didn't start on Tatooine. It always it it weaves it it lands or ends yeah, up in Tatooine at some way. point. <laughs> Much like the Tucson, Arizona, where Tucson's able to find a way to be connected to everything that happens. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tucson, Nebraska, tattooing. <laughs> and we uh, we see a menacing shadow. Yes. And so it's a uh, it's not quite the Imperial shuttle. Do you know what the name of this uh, transporter is? What right now all we have is Inquisitor Transport is is yeah. the only okay, name so that we Inquisitor have. Transporter, so Transporter cuz I was yeah. looking at it and I was like 
this is an Andy question. Oh, but totally. Course, it lands. It looks like looks very Sith like, but of yes. course, that's not really what's happening right now in the world. And we get these white faced creatures coming out. <laughs> the Inquisitors. Yes, they are though. They're like powder. Yeah. If we uh, if well, we there's two powder Star Wars canon. Two two of them are powder, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, we get we have you know we have a human and uh, we have a human and two aliens. Uh, for folks that haven't read the comics or they haven't um, they haven't watched uh, Star Wars Rebels, they're all this is their only real touch point for uh, the Inquisitors. But you know we Which get is this. Why they should have been on the previously. Well, no, they didn't need to be because we get we know they're they land they in a black sh- well enough. Hold, hold on they land in a black ship the ship has lots of triangles so we know they're bad uh then the shopkeeper <laughs> the shop true. triangles mean bad <laughs> triangles are bad man let's just we just that's it's a very simple visual language we have that down for star wars mm-hmm. but we get the saloon owner tells us who they are right so there there is a little bit of yeah we clearly exposition clearly the also, writers didn't think that they were going to need a four minute 25 second summary at the beginning but uh yeah, but we also need a clip of darth maul yeah that's true well okay yeah, so exactly. <laughs> like you're giving us all these things and then it's like oh yeah but you know the whole thing that we're going to circle the whole episode around we're not going to mention them at all well, oh wow, okay. I I was okay with it. I was okay with it. it it's clearly there because in my clearly- mind, that's the cliff notes of these are the things you should watch before you watch the thing. Okay. Well, there we knew they were the bad people. Uh, we know they're looking for Jedi because um, they're white. <laughs> so, uh, so we we have enough information to operate on. I think. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I like when them coming in and it's a little saloony where they're like, oh, these Jedi's hunt themselves. They always reveal themselves. They're yeah. Too they're do-gooders. do-gooders. Yeah. And, and I totally thought the one that they were like, Ivalin was going to turn out to be the Jedi. And so they, they shoot that dagger at him and yep. then the Jedi in the corner stops it. And you're like, oh, it wasn't that guy at all. But at the yeah, same it's Fred time, Savage. Like, oh, he gave himself away. <laughs> Gave himself away. They called it. Yeah, they Boy knew what was going on. It takes ninety seconds. Sorry, totally. What was that? Well, I said, it, it, I, I think the the Jedi looks a little bit like Fred Savage, but um, uh, so I I do think that we got we I got loved if that like Wonder Years voiceover would have started. <laughs> Stop the dagger. <laughs> But, I can already hear my dad's voice in my head telling me. <laughs> but yeah, so what to do now, butthead? Well, we know they're the bad. We know they're the bad guys. And the important, the other important takeaway we got was that they clearly don't get along. Yeah. Okay. And the in essence, uh, Jedi Fred Savage, also no- we later find out his name is Nari. Uh, he's he's small. He's small fry. Like they're really not, he has not to be that small fry because he's so young that he couldn't yeah. have finished Jedi training. Yep. Which is what made that first scene kind of important already. Yes. They're like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. This guy is whatever training he got is either happenstance or stopped when he was like eight. 
Yeah. So the third sister who, who is identified as Riva and, and you see that, you know, uh, Riva being mentioned by name, but um, but also goes by the rank of, of third sister um, says, you know, something to the effect of like, you know, all we're doing now is chasing the scraps. Uh, mm-hmm. And and so we get an idea um, in that, you know, granted, you know, perhaps you wanted a little more about it, but I feel like it was at least economical in, you know, here's our villain. The villains don't get along and they're yeah. after Jetta and they're after Jetta. Well, and then they start to argue. So we know that there's some not they're not all in agreement on so, why they're there. But also whatever package they have makes them agree that they're doing this mission and that third sister is obsessed with Kenobi. And we yes. don't quite have the answer as to why. And we know that within her own ranks now, they're like, hey, stop it with all the Kenobi nonsense. We're chasing this Kenobi. Yeah. And but so we're like, so we are getting a little of that where you're like, OK. She, we're chasing Kenobi because she's fixated on it, but even her uppers don't want her to continue chasing Kenobi. But that's the whole point of the series. That's why we're watching. We're totally. Watching and Kenobi's. one other thing is uh, the, the condemnation of her. You are reckless. But that was a little bit of an interesting, uh, interesting line, uh, given that Luke was uh, was actually condemned for being reckless. Anakin uh, definitely condemned for being reckless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, like, if we Maverick I think, was condemned yeah, for being reckless. Totally. Maverick, 100% <laughs> reckless. <laughs> so then we cut out of that to what appears to be a crate dragon butcher now, shop. I was waiting to hear what you were going to call this creature. Yeah. Because my initial thought was it's a crate dragon, but then the yeah. people on Twitter we're saying it's some kind of other whale that I haven't seen in life. Yeah. So somebody referred fins, to it as a pictures of the whale they were showing us. Yeah. Look pretty close to what we we're seeing. Yeah. I was going to say that this was so. So Wikipedia has this as a crate dragon. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, if you look at it, it looks like it almost looks like some sort of sand manta ray, like half bur- uh, breached out of the out of there. But I'm, I'm, I'm sort of assuming from the angle that we see that they're that. They're actually, it's almost like they're mining meat out of, out of something below sure the surface. Are. Yeah, no, yeah. They're totally, and it looks like they're making the little cuts of meat there. Yeah. He's like kind of a, a factory worker slash butcher. Yep. And, and uh, uh, I, I say he, because we don't see the guy's face yet, but he turns around. It's, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Totally. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, uh, and you know, all I have to say is, uh, you know, I, I hope uh, crate Dragon meat, you know, doesn't go bad in very hot, sandy climates. I, dude, I was like, wait a second. First off, yeah. What? How long has that crate dragon been dead before we can just start mining his meat? Yeah. And then we're just going to put it in our pockets all willy-nilly? Well, oh, let me just put a little bit of cloth over it before <laughs> I put it in my pocket. But come on. Like, I wouldn't... Because it looks almost like salmon. Yeah, it does look like salmon. And I think that may be part why, partly why people were calling it, like, a sand whale and, you know, like, you yeah, know, stingray, manta ray. Cured, so who knows if it's been processed totally from this before the cutting either. So I'm also not too upset by that whole thing. Okay, I do love that uh, our gonk droid shows up. Yes, people are clocking in at him. You know, good morning, good morning, Sam. Yeah, totally clocking in out of the gonk droid. I loved that. I wish he would have made a noise when they did it. You know. Yeah, he does. He does. um, There, there is that coin clinking noise. But there is a distinctive like 
a really small gonk at the beginning of that scene. And then there's some, and then there's some of the other sort of gonk chatter. And I was yeah. like, Oh man, where is the gonk droid? So I was looking for the gonk droid before I actually saw the gonk droid. So I always appreciate it when they have a little bit of a foreshadowing sound effect for droids. Yeah. And then of course the, the worker is like, Hey, this is half of what I'm supposed to be getting. Totally. And then the, the dirtbag boss was like, well, what are you going to do about it? You get nothing. Yeah. Keep coming back. You're going to get paid half now. And we watched, uh, we watched Kenobi not do what we just saw in the earlier scene where they're like, totally. oh, oh, they always do good. These Jedis. That's how they give themselves away. Kenobi's smarter than that. And he's like, I'll just watch bully right up front. I'm not stopping anything. Cause I can't give away that I have these Jedi powers, you know, like I'm just a quiet guy who steals food from work, you know, totally. like, I've been that guy. I get it. We've all worked in catering. Hey, man, his Eopi's got to eat. So you did notice that he does give the he gives that little bit of, of meat to his Eopi each each mm-hmm. time, right? So um, you know. well, we don't know if we got all of it to the Eopi or if he split oh, okay. it like Aladdin and and his monkey. Uh, all right, you man. know, like it could have gone either way. Either way, he's a good guy. Yeah, but we also get the I can't save the cat moment. We talk yes. about saving the cat a lot in this, and it's like, oh, I want to save the cat and show that I'm a good guy, but I can't save the cat because that reveals that I'm that kind of person. Totally. Um, and he takes a hover train to Anchorhead, which we've heard about. It's yes. referenced a lot. I don't it know if we've ever seen Anchorhead before. I think we see Anchorhead in Book of Boba Fett. Uh, okay. And so I know so, it was referenced in Book of Boba Fett. It was referenced in Mandalorian, and it was referenced yeah. in A New Hope. And that's what, you know, Luke says. So, so if we, if we think about the Lars homestead, uh, Luke says, I can take you as close as anchorhead or as far, I'm sorry, as anchorhead. So yeah. we know anchorhead is close, um, from just Which you know, where the Kansas city chiefs play. <laughs> uh, that joke for the not sports listeners is, uh, it's their arrowhead stadium is their name. Yes. Of the so yeah. <laughs> and- and Which even if he gets to his AOP and he's like, Hey, I got some meat for you. You like, yeah. uh, you like crate dragon. We did well, pretty good. English, so <laughs> <laughs> and then he cooks himself a weird little uh, broth. Gross thing. Yes, he does. It's gross. It, would you, it, would you eat that in real life? If you went to uh, Disneyland and they're like, Hey, we got a Ben Kenobi's gross, gross stew. I think I would, um, you know, like I, I, so there's a bunch of parallels between, between Obi-Wan's or, you know, or existence as Ben and Ray. And I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of interesting about, you know, the very much. Yeah. They yeah. hang in, they both are quiet. They just, they both eat soup by themselves. They're doing their thing. They eat the, they eat their like rehydrated soup by themselves. They mind um, their business. They mind their business. They're getting, you know, squeezed by um, by the local laborers, right? You know, the same same thing with the with the rations being cut in half happens in Force Awakens. So, uh, but yes, and you know, like, so I don't know. I guess I I I would uh, I I would try that. The meal that he had looked all right. Okay, all right. And so now he's he goes to uh, his his cave. Which yes. is not his house. I thought he was going to go to the house that we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Very much not the, the same tra- place. The trailer's hinted at that, right? See how he gets that house, you know, like totally. the down payment or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to his Jawa friend Tika, which I don't know of any Jawa that had an official name till now. Yeah, I I don't think we've had a Jawa. Like I don't think we've had any character other than uh, and other than Pelimoda, um, uh, that 
had that a relationship like, with the yeah we're like well, no was, well, that they interacted with them enough that they like knew their names so yeah. i don't i don't think we've had an um necessarily like uh at least in the movies and in live action i don't think we've had any anyone that and so you know we get we get a little bit of of um light comedy from tika and uh and I thought that was kind of a, and you know, there's a bunch of interesting oh, yeah, exchanges in like, there. He's like, oh yeah, my moisture evaporator is broken. And he's like, oh, a party, you know? And he's just like, oh, he's a new processor. And John was like, wouldn't you know it? I have, I have one the of exact process you need <laughs> because I stole it from you. That's why you're missing it. You know, like it's definitely the catalytic converter of Star Wars. <laughs> like oh oh you need that thing i happened to have stole one from you yesterday that's so crazy here it is ready to go right back in for 50 credits um but also the part that of course i know we both probably sparked at was he had the skyhopper toy yeah i love that the t16 skyhopper toy yeah yeah exactly so which cool. we saw luke play with which has always been kind of a thing kind of talked about that luke had this toy that owen would never have given him yeah and it's like, and he has that fascination with this thing. And we see that this is the beginning of that toy, which is also like, oh, we are going to see some far away interaction with Kenobi yeah. and Luke, even though we know that they don't really have a relationship. Yeah. And in and like that, or Luke doesn't know anything about him, but you know, like Obi-Wan is exactly. sort of like so it's distant, still far away enough, distant it's dad. Also like Kenobi is also getting some influence in there. Yeah. Uh, later. He will later. We know that that eventually sneaks its way in, but not yet. All right. And so we get to what is the next part? There's so we have sequence. the, we have, yeah, we have the nightmare sequence. Um, and that, you know, is a little bit of, and so See, this, here's why I don't like the nightmare sequence. I already watched previously. Yeah. I was just going to say the, that, it's, and I see now a little bit now why you're, uh, but yeah. So this is, I guess, for, for, <laughs> The intention attention span challenged uh, viewers maybe, um, but it's you know like it, oh we just Kenobi having a nightmare, yeah you know and, it would and be not, all, they wouldn't have had to show of any of it. Went wrong. And as he's like yeah. just in bed, just like oh previously on, yeah oh, no. Previously <laughs> on. <laughs> so so I I think the reason why they did show I think the reason why they did show it is because if you just show a nightmare, then you know that someone's in distress, and what you see what you see in there is. It is like part dream, part uh, part nightmare, and so there is light and dark in yeah, well, in what's he's there. Still not at peace with the previous life that we know him from. Totally. He hasn't been able to find a balance in himself of what happened, and there's still a lot that's still mixing inside of him over Anakin and Darth Vader and all those things. And he's like, oh, normally when I have these nightmares, I like to go and stare at the family down. At the bottom of the cave, and so he goes hold, outside his cave. And- hold on, hold on. The most, the to me, the most important part of his nightmare sequence is he wakes up, and then he calls out for Qui Gon. Hmm. And so you know, it's it's one of these things of I had a bad dream, and I I, I kind of want to process this. And I thought it was interesting. Again, a call to Ray in uh, in the Rise of Skywalker. Right. She's doing the meditation where she's trying to like, why aren't the why aren't the force ghosts talking to me? Like, why, you know, why am I the only one? Mm-hmm. And and here we have Obi-Wan uh, and he clearly is like trying to find some solace with his like with or with Qui-Gon and everything else. So anyway, 
I thought that made it feel more like Obi-Wan really does feel alone. Like, and, and that oh, was a little oh, bit very much made it seem like he is a very alone. Yeah. No one's working with him for anything. Yes. They're even like, hey, can I at least get a tire house? And they're like, no, go to the cave. <laughs> you have to go hang out for in the someone cave. to show up and be like, where's the rent on the cave? Obi-Wan? <laughs> Hey, Ben, if uh, you don't pay up, we're going to turn off the utilities. And he's like, there's not even a light. in it. It's a cave. But he wakes up in the night and that gives him an opportunity to or I, or I should say this gives him the chance of I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, cheer myself up by by watching uh, staring at the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he gets his binoculars, which as the nerd I am, I'm like new kind of binoculars. Yes. I haven't seen those. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the trailer. That's, that's not a reference to other binoculars. Those are new binoculars. Those to- are <laughs> totally new. <laughs> so if you're cosplaying as Kenobi, we gotta you gotta change your binoculars now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah new binoculars. Yeah. And he does yeah, and he looks over at Luke. Luke's having a grand old time, like, oh, I'm so happy there's not an old man staring at me from a cave while I play on my house. <laughs> that's what the closed captioning said. I don't know what it said at your house. <laughs> Luke gleefully plays about how no one's staring at him at the moment. Yeah, that was not in the audio description or the, <laughs> <laughs> the close caption. And, the, you know, he's just like, oh, I sure hope this episode doesn't start the tank right after this scene. But sure enough. <laughs> no no it's, that's it does not tank after this scene so we we get we get we get some idea of luke as the dreamer luke sort of wanting to be a pod racer uh yeah. which is you know the clear uh, clear attitude here is oh, the, yeah, you, yeah, you, exactly. you can't take pod anakin much like his father pod racing yes. was the way he kind of moved into being such a good pilot yeah. but also luke was already a good pilot and you know Blasting Womp Rats, only a few years away from just Blasting Womp Rats. Yeah, totally. He's, he's right on the edge. Just, yeah, he's dreaming about going down Beggar's <laughs> Canyon. So now they show uh, Alderaan. Yes. I'm, well, I'm in my bed well, watching because I'm watching. Hold on, hold on. Night, you know? Hold on. You, they don't. They no. There's there's another sequence that you missed. So he leaves. He leaves the T16 Skyhopper, and then the Jedi Nari from Mos Eisley approaches Obi Wan. And Obi-Wan's advice is basically Obi-Wan's like, I don't know who you are. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. 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 The, and this the kid from the bar was yes. like, hey, I know you're a Jedi. And he's like, much like Thanos. I don't even know your name. Yeah. You know, like, he's just like, yeah, I have no idea who you, you are. You got to teach me the way. And he's like, no, no, there's none. There's no. I'm yeah. not even I'm like, well, we know that you're the Jedi. It's, I'm not. That's all gone. That's done. Yeah, it's I'm, not who I am, right? Yeah, and so there's a bunch of yeah, there's a bunch of the audio here that is in the trailers, is in that little sequence, right? And then we get this, you know, if you want some advice, go go bury your lightsaber in the desert. Uh, and so that we we really get the sort of aspect of you know, hey, you were once like this once great Jedi is now saying the fight is done. Go back to a normal life. Go like put your lightsaber away and like move on dude i've seen that with comedy you know a comedian yeah. gets a show is it? it doesn't work out and comes back and goes just give it up what are you gonna do get a show show and lose it stop oh wow 
go bury your whole act in the desert. You know, like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a feeling that you are jumping to the part you don't like. And that yeah. is our first live action view of the planet that gets blown up in New Hope. Alderaan. Spoiler, dude. <laughs> I know they're showing Alderaan. I'm like, don't get attached to that place. <laughs> looks like the land's expensive, but sell now. You know, like, trust me, it's going to be worth get nothing out. soon. Get out while you can. Yeah, exactly. If you have a 30 year mortgage, don't worry about those last 20 years. Live it up. And, yeah. And then, so then we see they're repairing a princess. A mom yes. comes in and she's like, oh, my princess. And we see the princess is ugly as all day, you know? And I was like, oh, thank God. I thought we were going <laughs> to just spend the rest of the time with Princess Leia. And then she's like, oh, no, where's Princess Leia? <laughs> I was like, oh, great. What's this? Well, so here's the thing. We're not on Tatooine. Shouldn't you be rejoicing? Shouldn't you be excited that we're not on Tatooine? I've had great times on Tatooine. I've had no great times in Alderaan. (laughs) Regaled in some great stories. Started a podcast because of some of the things that have happened on Tatooine. (laughs) (laughs) cannot say the same about Alderaan (laughs) although we do see that at a young age she's very uh, obsessed with ships yes she's obsessed with ships and what people are out and about doing she's also uh, into people no no people not into people like oh oh, she's autistic yeah well she's a hater on uh if you if you've got if you've got a pleasure barge boring you know like if you got like uh you know she would probably not like teslas uh, oh, you know, she would not. Oh, there's no way. Totally. She like no, she would not like Tesla's. Uh, but, you know, we get like little bits and pieces in there. There's some like like some deep cuts in there for this idea that there's a there's a new ship, a tri-wing, uh, which apparently is like meant to be some sort of unholy merge between an X-wing, a Y-wing and a U-wing. Oh, all of her. Yeah, exactly. Everything that she was doing was referencing things for her podcast later. She was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> get your pens out. Andy. Yeah, get your pens I'm out. Just yeah, start naming ships so you can explain to us that this ship was in the comics. Totally, that it, it, the ship was. It, that's the first appearance of that ship, and apparently they like uh, they somehow didn't say that. Where she was yeah. like, "Oh, it's the first appearance of that ship." All yeah. new podcasters and influencers. Totally. The only thing that was missing is that she didn't point out that apparently Porsche helped them design it, which is the most random thing that you could possibly have as an like easter egg on that uh it's like meant to be a a exotic sports car uh but i'll tell you what uh what is a further easter egg on that is yoda's lightsaber was made out of porsche parts really oh wow because they wanted him to be a little more like his or a little step above and beyond Oh, wow. See, this is how you end up uh, dominating in that trivia. Uh, so what did you get? Yeah, that did not did come get... up in that trivia. Oh, boo. boo. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah, there. The, so the only the one thing that I think is kind of interesting in there, too, is there's an Aquilian Ranger uh, reference. And that's like a like a Legends deep cut. If you look for anything about Aquilian Rangers, that's the um, that's the mask wearing um, prototype for Luke. Uh, where it has like a rebreather mask 
Um, and you'll see it's a, it's a, the only images that there, there are a Ralph McQuarrie concept art for the Aquilian oh. Rangers. But anyway, they're, they're meant to be some sort of like force sensitive. Like there's a bunch of like random things. I'm surprised that you didn't here. say that. Cause like, that looks like Ralph, Ralph's yeah. concept art. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're, that's probably Ralph's concept art going out looking for scouting for Mercen pirates. Um, but but yeah, so there at and least then we. Winks. And then she <laughs> winks right at the camera. <laughs> and then she winks right at the camera. And it's like, good luck. And she's like, Did good you write luck that down, Andy? Yeah, yeah, good luck looking up all of these first mentions. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then her mom is like listening to our podcast and she's like, oh, she's in the tree says Andy and Aaron. So the mom finds her finally out there because I guess like, she must hang out there all the time. Yeah. And she's like, hey, get out of the tree. We got a party to get to. And it feels very like Frozen. You know, like it's yeah. like she's Anna from Frozen all of a sudden. You're like, you got to get ready for the party that you sang the song about. You know, like so. Well, her mom is even named Bruja, right? Isn't that like the person who makes, isn't like Bruja the person who makes you uh, mop the floors? Isn't that what a bruja is? I I don't know, but I do know that her mom was designed by Porsche. <laughs> True story. Yeah, so they take her to the party and they're like, oh, look, here's your family. We're going to welcome your family. Here's your shitbag cousin. You know? Yeah. They, you're, you're, it's you're like when they were casting the cousin. They're like, you got to look like we hate you already before you open your mouth. They're like, perfect. Like perfection. Yeah, and that kid's like, I got a really bad haircut. They're like, you yes. dressed the part. <laughs> no, I hated Come that kid. In. I hated that kid from, from first sight. Oh, for sure. But also, the party has a couple cool people in there. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Do tell. C-3PO. Oh, yeah, it does have C-3PO. And apparently R2 his... R2 isn't R2 isn't in that scene, but R2 or R2's probably there, but he's not in that scene. He's in a later scene. At least what I speak, when I saw him. He's, he moved. Did he move? He was next. He's like C3PO's kind of center, right? Yeah. If you look to the right, there's like a lady who like picks something up off a tray that R2 is holding. Oh, interesting. If it's yeah. not R2, it's another R2 unit that's also blue. Okay. But R2, R2 is there. Has no lines. So yes. no, there's no beep bobble beep. Yeah, no, he does nothing signature, but you're also like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, wait a second. But C3PO is voiced. Yes, he is. And so it's definitely like, oh, that's C3PO for sure. He's using one or two of his six million forms of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah. Uh... He's very proud of himself. He's just walking around the party, letting everyone know, like, hey, if you need to talk to anybody here, I'm your guy. <laughs> you look at me. You know, I, I would never go to Tatooine. And you're like, oh, really? C-3PO, why? Why is that? Oh, everything's too good here in Alderaan. Yeah. You know what I hate? Restraining bolts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird if someone just kept bringing that up. You're like, okay, chill. <laughs> a chill party sure we annihilate our cousins at this party so yeah so then the cousin (laughs) is like oh you use manners you know dumb (laughs) and uh (laughs) so then she just kind of tears them apart and i do at first when i was watching this i was like i get it she's smarter than everybody but then i was also like she is a senator by 16 
yeah. you know, like, so I do understand that we have to show that she is too adult to be a child. Yes. So I do accept that for what it is, but I didn't like watching it. I didn't like her as a character. You're like, I don't like Princess Leia, the little girl, but I also understand that we have to make her this to make the rest of it make sense for the other movies. Fair enough. I... There was a cockiness to Carrie Fisher that I like. That yeah. same cockiness being played by this girl, which I don't believe this girl is as cocky as Carrie Fisher, the actress is. Yeah. So because it comes from a place really in Carrie Fisher that I like, and this girl's like, I'll just fake it. I felt fake. And I was like, mm, I'm sorry. I do not like you. <laughs> I realize I was. I realize this is the part. This is the part that you like. So, so the other thing, too, is this is the to, to us. This is the big surprise mm-hmm. or this is one of the big surprises, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a huge surprise because we're also just like, oh, wow. I did not know Jimmy Smith was going to show up and reprise yeah. his role. Good job. No problem with that. Um, yeah. I, but also, like, I had no idea Princess Leia was going to be in this at all. Yeah. Didn't even mention of it, really. And you're like, oh, we're going to spend more time with her than Luke. Well, uh, gosh, we could be in a book of Boba Fett problem there. But um, I so so the you know, like Alex from Star Wars explained he, when he was talking about the, the trailer breakdown, he was he was saying, you know, if if Obi-Wan leaves Luke unprotected, there has to be an incredibly good reason for mm-hmm. why he did it. And yeah. I, I, I feel like we got a good reason for, for some of the we things did. that we did. I don't. Okay. So I can feel you're already defensive. I'm not one. Out no, of no, no, no. Okay, okay. Okay. I mean, I'm watching, you know, yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch. All right. But I also watched Maverick right before it, you know, and I know that that's true. So it's, it's really hard to watch such a good movie before I watch this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and, so we get, well, so now we, we'll go back to tattooing. Oh yeah. So w- real quick though, we get like kind of this, this notion of Leia realizing that she's not a real Organa. Uh, and that's, that's one of the more shitbird things that the the cousin says to her, right? He basically says, yeah, I was you're actually, I, You're right. I was curious about this, where you're like, oh, I didn't know how open her family was about her information. Yeah. And that that I thought was kind of interesting, right? Is because we, you know, and so we still don't kind of have a full picture there, but there was a little bit of a, a hint in the dynamic of that. I did like yeah, Jimmy Smith. didn't realize yeah. was her not being an Organa actually is what's going to make her more powerful than all the rest of them. Totally. I mean, of course they have the political power, but they don't have the force like she does, you know, that's, and to me, uh, that fold in the wrinkle of this makes the bail Organa comment about how much, how much she's going to enjoy being able to boss him around. uh, Like that part, you know, has a bit more of a weight to it, knowing kind of where, where the character's headed. So, also, if that kid knew who her real mom was, yeah, she outranks the organs anyway. Yeah, so take that, buddy. Yeah, guy. So, so you're so, lucky she's nice to droids. Exactly. We go back to Tatooine, where Aaron is always looking to go. And I'm like, An- thank God. <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, Anchorhead, welcome back. Back to the desert that I'm used to, you know. <laughs> and so we got Kenobi with more crate dragon meat, more Anchorhead. More feeding, and the, uh, but we actually get him and Owen talking to each other. Yes, 
fascinating. This yes. is part of why I want to see the show. I want to watch their dynamic. Yep. And I want to see it as it changes and grows. I didn't know if they were going to start friendly or not. They do not start friendly because Owen is like a Skyhopper toy. Bam. Yeah. Threw it on the ground like a Saturday Night skit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, no way, bro. You keep your Skyhopper toys away from my Luke. You know, Kenobi's like, how's, how's Luke doing though? You know, and he's like, no, no, we don't want you to interact with Luke at all in any way. Yeah. And he's like, but I'm going to need to train him eventually. No, you're not. No, you're not. We saw what happened when you train a Skywalker, they die. You yeah. know, like we're not doing the same. He's going to just be a happy, regular farm boy who doesn't even know things fly in the sky. There's no way. There's no way we're letting it happen. And I was like, I like this. This is good. Yeah. And this, you know, um, like historically hasn't gone well for people who try to hide the true nature of, of, you know, family members. Right. So this is sure. in essence, the origin origin story of the Buddha. Uh, they try to hide the outside world from Prince Siddhartha and it doesn't go well. Uh, it goes great for the rest of the world, but, um, but not necessarily for, for his dad. So I thought that whole exchange was, was incredibly interesting. And then, I was a bit was, worried. I was also found it fascinating. We started at that point. I thought we were yes. going to build to that resentment. We started that resentment. Yeah. And that was the, exactly where I was headed with that was the, after all the memes of, you know, like just the savage Lars memes, uh, I thought, you know, like, oh, did, you know, have, have the memes actually stole something from us? Uh, and, and no, like not, not at all. Uh, we're start, this is where we're starting. So yeah, very, very sure. interesting. And then it gets very interesting because the inquisitors are around. And the yeah. third sister sort of just walks down. I mean, uh, she causes a bit of a menace. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is this this is this is fifth brother? Yeah. So this is um, this is fifth brother and uh, and third sister uh, arriving. This is really the first appearance at Anchorhead. So yeah, they're in and essence, they're like going down the townspeople and being like, "We yeah. know you're hiding a Jedi. We yep. know." Blah blah blah, and we got Owen right there. We now just established would love to get rid of Ben yes. Kenobi, and so you're like, oh, are we going to get the turnabout as fair play immediately? Which we don't. We yes. get him shutting his mouth because he's like, no, I don't want to interact with any of this. Yeah, I you want know? no like, part. Jedi yeah, exactly. are vermin. Even when she's like, look, she's like, I know you know where one is, and he's like, I w- wouldn't even let him in my house. But he also is like, but he's also not pointing. He's like, well, you know, he's just right there. He's 25 feet away. He's looking at like we don't get any of that either. And so you're like, oh, very interesting. As much as he's rejecting him, he's also not throwing him under the bus. It's just the personal one on one rejection. I'm not going to destroy your life. I just want you out of mine. Totally. And then, you know, we get we get it on Facebook, but we're not going to fight him publicly. Totally. I, I can't handle this. Uh, I'm going to put in some boundaries and I'm going to hold those boundaries. So we do get a little bit of an interesting dynamic, right? So the fifth brother, the fifth brother is trying to sort of lead uh, this sort of intimidation and basically go for, we're just looking for information. And Riva is like, I'm going to bring this all the way to 11. Uh, and as somebody points out that, you know, they don't have any, they don't have any cloud in the outer rim gets their hand cut off. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, so we again have this, um, yeah, now, well, they, they cut our hand off just to be like, "Hey, I'm willing to hurt you for no reason." Totally, it was like the it's 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 like the you're the new kid at school punch, uh, you know, get into a fight, or it's like the prison theory of like get into a fight your first, uh, you know, get your first day, 
And it was definitely one of those like kind of a deals. I do think that for folks who are, have never dealt with the inquisitors before, they may, um, there's a little bit of an interesting juxtaposition of the fact that they're referred to as brothers and sisters. Um, I think that to some degree, that's a, a little bit of the Ramones. Uh, we're a happy family um, yeah. where, where <laughs> they may, they may have uh, the title of brother and sister, uh, but they're definitely uh, like, like, 11th level civil or uh, sibling rivalries here. And oh, so yeah. finally oh, the, the Bundys fifth... only fight the Bundys. You know what I mean? Exactly. But also, <laughs> if anyone messes with one of the Bundys, I mess with all the Bundys. So we get the fifth brother who is the fifth brother, at least in, in sort of what we know of him in canon is, is more of somebody who would go head headlong into these kind of things. So it's a little bit of a juxtaposition if you know a bit about him. So there's an interesting, there's a bit of an interest, um, interesting angle on that. But the, the notion here, the fifth brother trying to get her uh, curtailed after her stepping way over, over bounds from what he expected. Uh, Reva does say, I want what I'm owed. Uh, and, and so, you know, they're, they're the, the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother are sort of seeing this as, oh, she's sucking up to Vader. She's trying to curry favor. She just wants to be sort of the next Grand Inquisitor. But yeah. there's at least some indication that Riva is owed something. And so I thought that was an interesting little bit because there's some of these little things in the in mm -hmm. part one. We only have six parts. So I'm kind of banking on the I fact know, that one third of it came out today. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm banking on some of these little things being the kind of tells that you might not pick up until the second or third watching. Yeah, for sure. And I haven't done my second or third watching. Sorry. Sorry, listener. That's okay. Um, so we I go did. from here to Princess Leia being told like, hey, we don't talk to our cousins like that. You should be nicer yeah. to him. You know, like he we all know he's stupid, but, you know, like you're going <laughs> to. But we all know you're going to exceed him and like, but also teaching some of the politics of like, hey, yeah. you don't make enemies on the way through this because you're going to need even your enemies later. You know, like you got to figure out how to navigate your superior intellect at this age, even through people that don't have that intellect. And so apologize. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go back to that tree. You know, like yeah. so she goes, <laughs> uh, very stubborn great she goes to the tree and now we get some people that show up yeah uh, we, we get, do we get flea yeah we get flea how yeah. cool how cool is it Did you, so okay so i was so like I, oh so we get a bass player every new tv show now <laughs> <laughs> well you know thundercat did well so you know there's always yeah, a exactly. chance he did so well they got flea yeah, and Flea showed up, and uh, he said like, -de -de -boop -ba -boop <laughs> I do, I do feel like if there, if if you were gonna pick out uh, a celebrity to be, uh, to be a kidnapper, a kidnapper, <laughs> or a bounty hunter, or like a Vizzini like character from Princess Bride, I feel like he was really channeling Vizzini in uh, in his his role here. Uh, you know, they kidnap princess, uh, they kidnap a princess and princess bride. And there's, you know, luck. Un unfortunately for us, we don't have uh, an uh, Inigo and, and Fensic, but uh, we do have we sort of three knuckleheads, right? <laughs> yeah, we get three knuckleheads, one of them flee and they chase her. And I don't like how long the chase even lasts. <laughs> now, I know I just came from Maverick. <laughs> 
but it was noted that Tom Cruise is a very believable runner when he's running in these action movies. Yes. This girl, I don't even believe her running. You're like, you're not running. You're just throwing your arms around while walking. And these adults are running and not catching up to you. She can slide into second base, though. Yeah, she's got a good, she's got a good leg slide. She does. She's got a little Javi Baez in there. Um, but, but it's not like Princess Leia's like, oh, got all this crazy physical thing. Yeah. She's smart and she's like sassier and she can, she's cunning. Yeah. She's not so physically equipped. She can outrun adults at eight years old. Like that's yeah. not a part of the character sheet. Well, I had a moment of like, like, what was the purpose of, of that? Right. Like, you know, like. And, and, and I, Star Wars later, you need that character to be able to slide under a thing. Well, so I'm I'm wondering if it was meant to show how dopey, uh, how dopey Flea, whose character is uh, named Vect, I think, Vect mm-hmm. uh, Norcro or something like that. Um, I, I think it was meant to show that the kidnappers were a little bit on the on the sloppy side. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that was the purpose of it. I agree with you that there really is no character development benefit. Um, yeah, in, well, by the time I was watching this, I was like, this feels like BTV. Yeah. Well, all they needed to do was come up from behind and throw the sack over her because, and, and then it would, it should have been done. Like they could have cut out all that altogether. But um, I'm, you know, like, I guess we get to see the Royal Guard trying to help. Just you know, not necessarily all that. Um, like very un- unimpressive. Yeah, very unimpressive. Um, they do it have is- cool helmets though that look kind of like rebel uh, rebel helmets. So yeah, but at this point, I was like, this may as well be Vespas. You know, like we brought the Vespas <laughs> back to Star Wars. <laughs> but, but as I've told my Boba Fett people, a, you know what? For what you gave me, the only complaint I had was Vespas. We did good. Yeah, you gave me a Rancor. You know, like. So now this show has got to bring me a rancor because I had to watch a chase scene with a child. Yes. <clears throat> and an aging rock star. Yes. He's an aging rock star, star who's also a beekeeper. Yeah. Also a nihilist. Um, I oh, that's true. That he, he, he is a nihilist. Yeah. I, he was like, where's the money, Lebowski? And she like slides. And... <laughs> um. All right. So. So we're back to Kenobi working with the meat. Yes. Which I'm like, how long are we going to watch him do this meat thing? I feel like the repetition was meant to try to get us to understand the situation. Okay. that he. I will accept this is this is what happens throughout the whole show. If it's yeah. six episodes of meat cutting, I accept it. But <laughs> if by episode three, he's like, hey, this other job pays me more. We don't need to keep going back to this. We get it. He cuts yeah. meat for a living. It's not cool. You know, like, I, yeah, he's got I, the factory job. I suspect that I suspect that he's not going to go back to this job in the next four parts. But what do I know? I suspect that, too, which is why I was like, we get it. The nail's been hit. But also, if it's just the continual, oh, yeah, no, every scene with him starts with him cutting meat. <laughs> I'll accept that as a thing. Everything starts with Donnie getting the strike, you know, I'm cool with that. And so um, at this point we have a uh, Nari's dead. 
we we missed that part. Oh no, no, we didn't. I called it out. Oh no, we did miss that part. Yeah, you're right. So um, so we we get back. Well, he he goes. He cuts meat. Uh, he rides his hover train back. He's about to go to his EOP, and we see that Nari is dead. And yes. what we also see in that is the townspeople turned on. That yeah. is, I think, the most important part for us to take away. So that's the clearly that the town people are now scared enough that they're going to go ahead and kill someone who would try to help them, and they're not going to hide them. Yeah, which makes him even a lo- more alone. Yes. He's already lonely. <clears throat> now he's even more alone because it's even like, oh, great, even strangers hate yeah. me now. And so he goes back to his cave, which has the cool, the the art. We don't know what R series it is. Yeah, but it's an um, astromech. Droids. Yeah, it is a yeah, little astromech, astromech port. droids underneath the dirt, being his lookout. How cool. Yeah. I am rooting for it to be the R4 droid he had in the prequels. I would love that too. That'd be oh, pretty, pretty there's so cool. many good droids it could be. I'm excited yes. to eventually see that droid, but it's also really nice to see that he's like, hey, uh, something's happening. Goes into yeah. his cave and Jimmy Smits is there. And yes. Jimmy Smith is like, you'll never believe it. This show is actually about Princess Leia. <laughs> and he's like, but I've been I've been on tattooing with Luke. And he's like, I know, I know, but we're getting more ratings on Alderaan. So you gotta you gotta help us with this Princess Leia thing. <laughs> and he's like, Oh I thought what I a- was the title character of the show. Yeah, like, no, what about the boy? He's spending all the time with the wrong kid. And he's like, Okay, well, uh, can you do a mission first? He's like, I'm not that guy anymore. Yeah, you know, like much like he told the kid to bury the sabers, he's also buried the force and the teachings and the things. He's just, he's. I just want to go work at my meat cutting place and not be left alone. Totally. Just make sure that Luke's okay. And he's like, oh, but no, now I got to also save Leia, who's been kidnapped. And so he eventually, Jimmy Smith talks him into doing it. And I do think that there is some interesting part about the notion here of they don't want to they don't want to make this public um and and they don't want to tip their hand on who leia really is and and so it is one of these moments of really only you're our only you are our only hope yeah oh you know it's definitely giving some of that uh we're getting a little bit of that foreshadowing yeah. Also, very interesting. I thought the whole series is going to be about everything he does to protect Luke, but he's also protecting Leia. Yes. I had no idea that was even in the cards. I didn't yeah. know that was even in the Sabat cards. Exactly. Well, you know, it does give us a little bit. Um, it does give us a little bit more depth, and we'll get more. I think potentially into that as we mm-hmm. as we talk more about episodes coming up. But for um, sure. But yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a. It was it was definitely. It was definitely not at all what I had expected in the first episode. And then I do feel like having episode one and two come out at the same time may have been something they learned from Book of Boba Fett. Um, because I think if chapter one and two of Book of Boba Fett had come out at the same time, I don't think we would have had quite the gnarly reception that we had. Uh, granted, I don't, I don't know what the reception so far of Kenobi has been. Um, I haven't looked into that part. Either. Yeah. I don't know, but so I think that it was really smart to release both, but that's because of the end of the second episode. Yes. If I was only given this, I'd be like, what? Yeah, but I think you that know, was like, I think that was chapter one of, of Book of Boba Fett, because right? Because the whole entire trailer is like, dude, 
we got we got Obi-Wan Kenobi, we got Darth Vader. And I'm like, where? You know, and they're like, we got Luke, you know, and you're like, cool, but we got the two seconds we got of Luke in the trailer is what we got yeah. for this. You know, we didn't really get Luke, yeah. you know, and like, and you know how Owen is mad, and you're like, that's in the trailer too. I just yeah. watched a longer trailer. It didn't give me any more than the trailer did. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it just expanded. Yeah, it just expanded. So essentially, I just watched the trailer play out. Yeah. And so because of that, I was like, well, the first scene really raised my expectations. And then the rest of the episode slowly brought my my expectations back down to the ground. You know, like. (laughs) That's what it did. And it was like, it was Yoda bringing the rocks back down. It's like, oh, no, check this out. There we go. There we go. There's your expectations. <laughs> Which Star Wars has never done that to me. Really? Well, no, wait, Phantom Menace. But I'm comparing it to that, you know? And you're like, oh, no. Well, I, I still, I'm going, I, I'm, if this is like the fourth time I've gone to the well. But chapter one of Book of Boba Fett was definitely a, huh. Um, you know, like to. I liked to, it more. Okay, well, no, no, that, and that's totally cool. I, you're, you know, that's 100%. But I'm just saying that the, so, so I, th- I think the thing that worried me the most about this series is just how heartfelt the connections are. So, you know, everybody, so we see, you know, what's going on at Star Wars Celebration and just like Anakin and Hayden, you know, or so Hayden Christensen and and Ewan McGregor having Anakin and Obi Wan back together, kind of just in interviews, is everyone is just losing their minds over. Um, and so yeah. I had that moment of like, oh man, uh, part you know, of the problem is the press is better than the episodes. Uh, I I still enjoyed this episode. Well, Andy, out of ten, where are you putting this? Well, so we haven't finished. We haven't finished totally, right? So Obi Wan digs up his his sabers. So That's we know true. that we know that desert, we know that sabers. he takes his he takes his own advice. So he yeah. told Nari to to bury walk out in the desert and bury this, and so he does that. And you know, we get him boarding a transport heading out of yeah. uh, out of out of town. So I I think the only other thing that we didn't talk about is how. Uh, Bale and um, Bruja reach out to him and he basically tells them to find somebody else. And that's why Bale has to come to his cave. Uh, yeah, and that's find true. It. yeah, they did it through a communicator, a hologram yeah. communicator, much like the Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, which is nice. That's yeah, nice so it was they, like, they all use that technology. Was the com- it was the comms puck. I thought it, the one thing to me, though, was I was under the impression that Obi-Wan was sort of like, all on his own and he had zero connection to the outside world. And so that was one thing I thought that was relatively interesting of like kind of laying the laying the groundwork of this that you know Bale really did have a way to get a hold of him. Um mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why I didn't even think of, you know, anyone from outside really um sort of of being able to, you know, come in and find him. But um, but yeah, so uh, so that I think rounds out. There's a few little like Easter egg references that are like moderately interesting to me, which I'll leave out because they're moderately interesting to me. And so that means they're probably not all that interesting to other people. But uh, um, but yeah, so 
I I didn't think this was like a nine or a ten or anything like that, but I do think this was like I give I would give this like an eight out of ten. Like I and I again, wow. I'm like more pizza is good pizza, right? Like to a certain extent, you know, any more Star Wars I get, I'm like excited. More pizza is good pizza is not what you say for an eight out of ten. Uh, well, I mean, I'm like. If they if they're doing more Star Wars, I'm I'm happy, right? Like so I get it, but also like eight out of ten is like if you were like on a date with an eight, you know, and people are like, How well how's the date? And you're like, Well, like just happy I got out of the house. <laughs> you're like, Well, that's not sounding like an eight out of ten. Well, no, no, I, I'm I'm no what I mean is my baseline is uh I'm excited for any new Star Wars. I'm excited for any Star Wars too, but you know Okay, and I thought this was this was above what I expected uh, given okay. the trailer. And so that, so to me, that gives me, that means if it's above what I expected, so it means it's above average, which means I have to give it somewhere in the range of a six to an eight. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't blow me away uh, 100%, but it was, it, I guess the, the thing for me that carries this is I didn't realize how much I like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. And this like I I feel like this was if we were to just look at uh, episodes one two and three, this is you know above par from one two and three, so like I would cons- I would rate this above those. Um, I okay. feel like those those had more sort of they had, those had I like more the prequels more than this. Okay, so well no that that's fair you can you can do that. Uh, the the most annoying thing in this was the unnecessary uh, Leia chase to me. So I, oh, like that to me was like, like incredibly like comical. It was like a uh, caravan of courage, uh, Ewok adventure comical. Like this is the kind of thing that Cinda would do, uh, not Leia. So yeah, it was like watching the Tom and Jerry movie when you're used <laughs> to watching the Chip and Dale movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know yet. Cause I haven't seen the Chip and Dale movie yet. So, uh, I hear it's I have. It's I delightful. Hear. And I've also watched the Tom and Jerry movie and it's not delightful, maybe. Uh, okay. Well, fair enough. But uh but yeah, so like, you know, maybe I'm like maybe I'm uh I'm great. I'm uh, I'm the great inflation of uh of the show, but I still enjoyed it. I thought I All liked right. it. I mean what I'm did, what it did a you four out of ten? Oh wow. We've never given a four. Yeah, that is like the lowest. That's the lowest. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Really? Yeah, it's a four out of ten. So I get four out of ten sad R2 noises. Oh wow. I'm not happy about this. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at least it wasn't four out of ten sad gonk noises. That's a, that's definitely oh, no. worse. Oh please. Yeah. That would be really bad. Oh man, really? Yeah, I know. Halfway through the show, I was like, I'm gonna Darth Maul myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was it was, you know, 50 minutes, whether it should have been 50 minutes is a little bit. um, But, you know, I I enjoyed it. All right. I mean, I uh, I made it through, you know, I got (laughs) you you gutted it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting. So you this is the one hot minute of uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper reference in there. Wow. Wow. This is the one hot minute of Star Wars. Wow. For those unaware, one hot minute's the worst reviewed chili pepper record. Yeah. 
It's the one with Dave Navarro, which is actually it's fine. It's okay. It's an okay, okay album. See? But they also have some very well reviewed albums, for those that don't know. Um, Andy, is this the way? No, this is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, 